the first giants you see are from Genesis chapter 6 or right around the flood. So uh, in Genesis chapter 6, starts in verse 1, when man began to multiply on the face of the land and daughters were born to him, the sons of God saw that the daughters of man were attractive and they took as their wives any that they chose. And then the Lord said, my spirit will not abide in man forever for his flesh. His days will be 120 years. The Nephilim, and that's the key of people group here. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterwards when the sons of God came into the daughters of man and they bore children to them. These were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. So that kind of starts the discussion on the Nephilim and who, who these guys were. Because as you see later on, it, this turns into basically a line of, of giants. Welcome to No Sanity Required, from the Ministry of Snowbird Wilderness Outfitters, a podcast about the Bible, culture, and stories from around the globe. The question is, it uses the term sons of God, and yeah. if we're going to be studying the Bible, yeah. right, we have to figure out what, what, is, what, is, what does it mean, the sons of God. Because Jesus is the son of God. Right. Israel is called right. the firstborn. We, we are sons of God. But my kids are not giants. Right. Okay. So there, there's like three views on who the sons of God are here. So one of them is just saying, these are mighty men, like they're rulers, they're kings. And there are some guys in the scripture that like kings and stuff that are referred to as mighty men. But like you said, but their kids don't turn out to be giants. Right. Like uh, who? Who would be an example of that? Of a mighty man? Uh, uh, David is described as a son of God. Is and, Nimrod... So uh, Nimrod is the first to be called a mighty man. man. But uh, some documents would say that Nimrod was actually a giant. That's right after the flood Mm -hmm. when he comes on the scene. That's between the flood and Bible. Mm -hmm. That's leading up to Bible. That's like uh, 11, I think. Yeah, so the... 11, 10 and 11. But David, a mighty man... Right. Was not a giant. Was not a giant, you know. In Psalm eighty-two, it talks about some judges as the sons of of God, but it doesn't. They're not referred to as giants. So you got some some people in Bible, and and that's a, a good argument that um, that the sons of God could be rulers. But um, in reality, a lot of people think that uh, you know, if these were just men. Uh, why were they judged for taking wives? Because right. that's something that all men do is take wives. And, and so uh, then other people would say, well, see, these, what, was, what God was, was judging here with the flood was he was, uh, there were godly men from Seth's line and ungodly men from Cain's line. And the godly men from, um, from Seth's line intermingled with these godless women from Cain's. But the question still remains. Why are they huge? Yeah. Why, are they, why are they giants? Um, <laughs> what, what is that? They, yeah, they, you're still talking about normal human beings, so their children should be normal human beings. Exactly. And, and that wouldn't be condemned if men and women were getting married, because at this point, intermarrying is not being condemned. Right. So the other option is, if it's not intermingling of lines, if it's not rulers, is the sons of God, uh, that, that word is really used in Job three times and in Psalms yep. one time to refer to uh, angels. So as sons of God. And so this is the oldest view. A lot well, of, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it is used in scripture multiple times 
to specifically refer to angels. We know that. Yeah. It is used to refer to angelic beings. Okay. Yeah. The same same word is ben ha Elohim, the sons of God. Or, uh, you know, some people say because plural sons of the gods. But, yeah, it's, it's angels. Okay. In Psalms, it's angels three times in Job. So okay. this word's used of men, yes, but several times it's used of angels. And so the, uh, the question is, is this really saying that angels are getting with earth girls and creating this race of giants. And so we know the arguments against that are, well, angels can't get married and angels you know, aren't given in marriage. Well, uh, right, not in heaven. Right. That's the key, right? That's the key yeah. because the word Nephilim comes from the word to fall. And so a lot of people believe these are fallen angels mm-hmm. that are right. getting with earth girls. And That's so crazy, but so interesting. Right, because yeah. then we do have an answer, right? So if we're talking about human beings, any of these other are just normal men having, having kids with normal women. They should have normal children. But if we're talking about a fallen angel, then it would make sense. Yeah, so they can't, they're not married or given a marriage in heaven right. because that's they're the place that they've been assigned. But if they have fallen... From the place they've been assigned, then it would seem against the created order is evil. Right. So there's a. So then we've got. This is why we're being punished for it. Right. Because it's a sinful thing, and it would make sense that they have ginormous children. Yeah, stands to reason. (laughs) (laughs) And, And we we believe that there are fallen angels because the Bible teaches that. Yep. Yeah. Um, Revelation twelve seven. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon and his angels also fought, but he could not prevail. There was no place for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was thrown out. The ancient serpent, who was called the devil and Satan, the one who deceives the whole world, world he was thrown to the earth. Yep. And his angels with him. There's a clear biblical teaching that Satan and fallen angels have some level of dominion on the earth, on the physical earth. Okay. Does that tie into this? Well, you know, it, you definitely see in Second Peter and in Jude yep. uh, where there are, uh, so if I can just read it real quick. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them in chains of gloomy darkness to be kept in the, until the judgment, if he didn't spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, the herald of righteousness. So he's talking about something that went down right around Noah's time, you know, that God condemned these angels for. Now, they had already fallen from heaven. In a sense, they're already condemned, you know. But uh, Jude uh, 6 talks about this, and it says, And the angels who didn't stay within their own position of authority but left their proper dwelling, he has kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of that great day, just like Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities, which indulged in sexual immorality and pursued unnatural desire. These serve as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. So he's comparing this unnatural desire in Sodom and Gomorrah to why the angels all got in trouble, you know. What was the unnatural desire in Sodom and Gomorrah? So that was homosexuality. Um, But does that play into there were angels in the Sodom and Gomorrah story? All right, this is unscripted. In the Sodom and Gomorrah story, didn't weren't there angels that that they they went to warn Lot? Was that I can't remember how the story goes, but there are angels and the men of Sodom want to. Have sexual relations. They with these come angels. to Lot's house and start banging on the door, right. saying, "You got to bring these guys out." And uh, and those were an, those were angelic beings. Yeah. 
Okay. The men in the city were wanting homosexual right. relationships with these they angels. They think they're men, right? right. And that's where Lot tries to go out and reason with them, and the angels eventually strike all those guys blind, and it says they're just scratching and clawing out the door to try to get these guys. And so it's a picture of just how fallen the whole city has become, really. Uh, but, yeah, those, those are angels in that situation and, there. And this passage in Jude, he, is, he goes right from talking about angels who didn't stay in their own position of authority. They left with what would have been the natural place for them. And then he compares it and he says sexual immorality and unnatural desire. Yeah. So that there's something – it looks like that the angels – had unnatural desire and sexual immorality, right. which would it make It seems sense. like it's linking yep. sexual mm-hmm. sins and Noah's time and this unnatural yep. mixing for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, that that's why, and especially because the arguments for just men and women getting married, you know, that being punished is sinful. Yep. And so some people will say, well, then why was humanity punished for what angels did? But in reality, the angels were punished for what they did and the... Women, the the humans mankind, were punished. Right. Mankind was was punished. Were punished for what they did. Here's the question, though. All right, so you got these. <laughs> what I really believe are demon and human mix that makes this Nephilim, this the fallen ones, the, yes. the mighty men of old. So, how do we see Goliath and these giants later on when the flood happens next? And wipes and everything. Wipes out. everything out. How do how do the giants appear on both sides of the flood? That is the question. That's the real question. Because don't they... Goliath is after the flood. Yeah, right. So the question is, we see Nephilim after the flood. Yeah. Andre the the giant was after the flood. (laughs) Yeah. Eric (laughs) Foss was after the flood. Eric Foss was after the flood. Taco Fall, doesn't he? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, But yeah, so didn't they all die in the floods? And Goliath had five brothers. Yeah, the sons of Anak. The the sons of Anak. All these six-fingered, six-toes giants. Mm -hmm. So... If One was the, in the Princess Bride. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the question is, how did they make it through the flood? And one, uh, a lot of people, some people believe that it's just a term like we would call NFL players. That dude's a giant. You know, yeah. that, that guy's a Nephilim. That they're just using these words. But then the descriptions are too accurate. I mean, they're measuring out, oh, here's how big his spear was, and right. here's how tall he stood, and, you know, uh, the descriptions are, you know, not really lending to, oh, that dude's a giant. Um, so, then you'd have to say that somehow, if there's giants on both sides of the flood, giants had to survive the flood, which we know that Noah, um, you know, there's, eight, what, eight people in the ark? Right. So it's Noah and his wife and his sons and their wives, so three Three sons, three wives, Noah and his wife. So you got eight people on the ark. Good math. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so not like in the movie where there was a stowaway. Not like in the movie where there's the Russell Crowe and yes. Hopkins movie. So uh, there were nine people in the ark. Yeah. Interesting. Not super accurate. Not true. Even uh, a little accurate. Not so, even a little accurate. <laughs> so you you'd have to say if since none of these eight were a giant, that giant DNA. Right, this is where it gets nerdy. But the giant DNA would have to come through mm-hmm. uh, through one of these eight people that are on the ark. <laughs> so we know that Noah's sons probably had pure DNA because they're all referred to as upright, which in this context probably means they weren't involved in any of these intermarriages, right? Because right. that's part of what being upright in these days was. So, all right, here, here's what I think. 
Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that it, the DNA had to come through one of his daughter-in-laws. Now, I think that, you know, later on, where do you see giants? Sons of Anak. Sons of Anak, where do they live? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah Gath, the land of the, the Philistines. Promised the promised land. They live in Canaan. In Canaan. Ham is the father of Canaan in Genesis 9, right? And so Ham's grandson, Nimrod, is the first one to be called a mighty man, and the Septuagint calls him a giant, all right? So you've got this line of Ham going down to Canaan, and so I think that Ham's wife, Noah's son Ham, I think that his wife, so Ham's the father of Canaan, Mm. I think that Ham's wife carried the Nephilim DNA into the boat and beyond. She was a part. She was a part giant. That's yeah. really interesting. And it would make sense that, like, we see these uh, sons of Anak that they are—they're not like twenty feet tall, but they're like yeah. ten feet tall. They're they're part giant, part giant. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> that's interesting too. Even just you know, from from a DNA standpoint, like you think about. We, you mentioned Eric Boss a while ago, mm-hmm. and you look at his dad, and you go, his dad's not a huge guy. Normal size, a very normal sized person. And I met, uh, I met a guy recently. We were at a, a camp for Tuck with Tuck for football stuff, and I met this uh, this defensive end. Met this this young man, awesome kid. Uh, he's a going to be a senior in high school, six five, two sixty. Doesn't look like a 17-year-old, developed kid. I mean, just a freak of an athlete. Super, super cool kid, talking, had a good conversation with him. The next day, day two, I met his dad. And his dad's like normal-sized guy, kind of a a smaller-framed dude. And I thought somewhere in this kid's bloodline, his mom, maybe his mom's (laughs) granddad, you know, something. And you see that happen. That happens, man. Yeah, that happens a lot. Where... Um, <laughs> I did not think there was a Nephilim in their blood. But I thought, Wait, didn't your dad have six toes? He did. My dad had six toes. He had one of them taken off. Okay. Huh. And your wife has an extra. Yeah, Rock has just an extra. What's it? It's, 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 it's five it's toes. It's yeah. a funny yeah. toe. Yeah. But anyway, even in a, so I would say in a micro level, you see this idea. We see this idea. Stuff skipping generations. Yeah, man. Yeah. We're like. Somebody will say, uh, "Where did where did he get his blue eyes? You both have brown eyes." Oh, my grandfather. Right. right. They were from Ireland or Scotland. I'll hear people say something like that. They all had, or they were German. They had blue eyes. You know, whatever. Like that, you get genes that get passed down. So, anyway, it's not a stretch. I don't even think that's a stretch. Yeah. And I think it makes very, sense. It's very interesting. Yeah. So, hope that's helpful. People that ask about the Nephilim, and if you didn't ask about it and you've never thought about it. Now You're you welcome. Know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's free. Feel free to ask more questions. Thanks for listening to No Sanity Required. Please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating. It really helps. Visit us at SWOutfitters.com to see all of our programming and resources. And we'll see you next week on No Sanity Required. <laughs>